0: It's lights out and away we go. Hello, racers. Welcome to episode nine of the Harder Soft Formula One podcast. My name is Adrian Huff, your host, and I'm joined by my co-host, RJ McCullough. Hello, RJ. Are you are you good and recovered
1: after this weekend? No. No, I'm not. <laughs> no. And I I don't really like the tone in the way you said that, quite frankly. I'm, I'm very upset. Oh. That was one of the worst weekends as an F1 fan that I have ever encountered. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, I'm just gonna get this out of the way. I've got to chug another goddamn Red Bull because the yep. max. In fact, I'm gonna chug one and drink one because you won the sprint race as well. But I don't want to die on the podcast, so I'm not gonna chug back to back Red Bulls. But Smart. It, I'm just gonna say this is your chance. While I'm chugging this, just please get your oh Max Max Lap Lewis get your get that out now because I I yeah. I've, I've seen enough of it online. I've seen all the mm-hmm. memes. I I agree. I'm depressed. So just get all your little chirps you're gonna get out now. Nope. And I'm gonna chug this fucking Red Bull. I'm probably one of the more I'm probably one of the nicest Red Bull fans
0: because I did not feel very much pleasure in watching him lap and had seeing that 70 second gap title card pop up. Uh, it was rough. It was weird seeing people who or two guys who were literally wheel to wheel, less than a second apart last season to just such a such a crazy difference uh this race and i'm sure we can talk more about mercedes uh later on but it's people are really slamming lewis and it's totally undeserved and even george knows it he's like yeah i know he got you know he's not even in the points and he got fourth place but it doesn't really matter it does matter um (laughs) (laughs) but well by i mean like comparatively like skill
1: it's yeah, no, it's, it's not an indictment on Lewis. Yeah, it be no working. Um, so yeah, I guess that's that leads right into there. As a, let's get into our feelings as because it's got to be the absolute polar opposite of the spectrum. Yeah. Your feelings as a Red Bull fan, because I can't imagine a weekend going better for a Red Bull fan. In my no. feelings as a Mercedes fan. I'm gonna let you mm-hmm. go first because Red Bull. Right. Out. Yeah.
0: Yes, I'm a Red Bull fan. You know, I've I'm enjoying Ferraris. I was enjoying Ferrari's domination, but at the, if it, if it's between max and Charles, I've got to go max. I just, I do. And it, 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 it felt good. It was a good weekend as a Red Bull fan, for sure. Like I said, I did not enjoy, I didn't like watching Lewis suffer so much. That's, that's never fun because it, it, even if he's not winning, I would prefer him to be at least competing, but um, yeah, it was, really really thrilling especially during the race just seeing sergio and max just absolutely slam it like max just really really drove really brilliantly this week and so did sergio like props to him it it would have been interesting to see if charles had eventually been able to pass him at the end of the race but we'll never know but yeah red Bull one two they absolutely needed a result like this after the two reliability failures from the last couple of weeks, just unacceptable. So I would love to hear how, how are your feelings
1: watching the Imola GP? Well, as anyone knows, this this is this podcast. Yes, I am a Mercedes fan, but really I'm a Lewis Hamilton fan. I like George Russell, but it pissed me off that George came fourth and Lewis came 13th. It was just, The whole race and I'm going to get into specific things as we go through this, because there were a few things that just pissed me right off, but in general, just really, really hard to watch, like really hard to watch Lewis, not be able to pass, not be able to do anything. Lewis having to basically apologize, literally apologize to Lewis on broadcast, like Toto apologizing to Lewis on the broadcast, Mm -hmm. um, just. Devastation, but. It's only four races in, it's a 23 race, 22, 23 race season. Yep. So this is the time right now, right now is when Lewis Hamilton and Toto Wolf and Mercedes fans need to come together. This is when we need to show a true fandom because we've had it so good for the last eight years. This is when we need to come together. So I've done a couple things. First of all, I went out, I got some Pampa Nickel. Oh, oh my God. A Pampa Nickel. And you know what? I have a little insight into how Toto got Susie because look at that couple i I swear to God, I was like, there's no fucking way there's a picture of Toto and Susie on there. I was like, what <laughs> the fuck? It literally looks like them. It and does like what? and I live in Toronto, Ontario, Canada, like there's no there should be no nothing that looks like Toto Wolf in here, no. but that is very close mm-hmm. and I mean, it's a You going to get it to snap like a cookie yeah i wanna you need to you gotta you gotta try it on the show that's one the other thing i have something else to say just just bear with me for a second okay
0: (laughs) in case you didn't know what hattie was wearing oh my god he's ride or die all right i'll
1: fix this in a second but amg yes sir i can we're still here and we will rise <laughs> <laughs> we will rise <laughs> yeah it's a little play on uh lewis
0: hamilton's yeah but yeah oh my god i love it dude I, <sighs> I need to get more merch i only have the one shirt which i actually i've never worn on the podcast so maybe i i
1: should have for red bulls one two but next I mean, I time should send you, i should send you some at this point uh i know that brings me to the next two points first of all if you're gonna buy f1 merch i'd suggest buying just buy off like etsy or something because i bought off the actual official f1 and it's extremely expensive yes. and the sizing like this is one a large and it's at least a size small it's smaller really? than it should be and but etsy it's like 25 30 bucks i ordered a bunch of Lewis hamilton shirts They came Ooh. in i was gonna wear that but i decided to go with this instead um and they came in real quick like 25 30 bucks and yeah so that's that but that also leads to another reason why i should just bow down to you because our hos harder soft Haas league yes as you just saw i obviously his guy max one so i had to mm-hmm. target red bull once again but this going in I, I don't have the actual going into this week But you were slightly ahead going into the week but barely think, you caught up yeah i did catch up because i had one good week thankfully but this week you crushed absolutely crushed me Starting with Max was tapping, getting 34 points, 26 plus eight from the sprint and Charles getting 15, actually not that great for Charles only got 15 total, but yeah, I mean, Lewis. Lando got 19 and then you had a couple of bottom guys. that got some points. My top guy, Lewis, an absolute goose egg. So that didn't help. Uh, my top guy this week was Sergio 24 points, but at the end of the day, <clears throat> Adrian at Emila, 251 points. RJ at Imola, 193 points. Oh my God. Wait, wait, wait. That's wrong. Let me let me just start that Let me start that again. Oh, okay. And uh, we're gonna have to see this is a moment we might have to cut up. We can just leave it in because it's kind of funny that I messed up. So this week, no, Adrian's okay. points. Because I as I was saying that, I was like, that doesn't make sense. Okay, Adrian, Imola, 87 points. RJ, Imola, 51 points. This gotcha. is where the whole numbers come in. New total, Adrian, 251. RJ one ninety three. Part okay. of my stupidity. No, Adrian I figured leads by fifty eight points.
0: That is insane. Yeah, I figured you were saying the totals, like yeah. fi- a fifty point deficit. Man, oh my god, it's
1: it doesn't feel good. I'm, I need my pump a nickel. Are you gonna try it? On, are you gonna try it on the show? You got to see. Well, I was thinking. Yeah. I think if here's the deal. This uh, this has a, a best before January thirteenth, twenty twenty three. So. If lewis oh. hamilton does not win a race this year i will eat oh this entire god. pumpernickel by that time it'll be nice and hard i can snap it like a cookie yes i will eat this entire thing during an episode of okay. the podcast yes If lewis hamilton does not win one race this season this pumpernickel will be inside this body oh my god As <laughs> oh my dude if if lewis does
0: win a race i will make I, I will. I will eat pumpernickel. I'll go buy some. I've. That's a. Good, that's a good one. When you uh when you pulled it up, I realized I've never. I don't think I've ever seen that on the store shelves. I don't <laughs> know if we just have like total different like grocery stores, but like Jesus Christ, I've never seen pumpernickel.
1: Oh, neither have I. Like I looked around the store, gave. I looked in the bread section, and then I gave up, thinking I didn't see it there, so I gave up. And then right by the front, they had like this little bakery section, and I saw it, and it was just oh. like. Oh. It was like in the movies when there's like the. My eye just, <laughs> eyes there, like, yes got it. like a spotlight lands on it. Yeah, I could not take it. It was a sign. Damn. Yeah, that's
0: I I. it's surprising it lasts so long though, but that's perfect. It, it expires like a month after the season ends. That's fucking literally, hilarious. Literally. All
1: right, um, so but it's, it's your turn to be on the hot seat. Unless you want oh. to add anything else, it's your turn to be on the hot seat because you're the the quick race review guy this week.
0: Yes, I've got a stopwatch ready, but stop. gosh, I if, am am I, I, I think I'm leading more than leclerc is yeah now because he Leclerc's, had a, he
1: had like a 70 point
0: deficit
1: he's up by 86 minus 59 hmm. so it's at 27 yeah. points yep yeah max caught up crazy yeah. um and rebel caught up crazy we'll get to that later but uh, absolutely
0: and we're back couple technical issues no worries we're all good okay so i Luckily, we got the technical issues before um, I started on my quick recap. So I'm going to do a 30-second recap for the sprint and then a 60-second recap for the GP. I've got a stopwatch, so I'll be able to perfectly time myself. As soon as it hits 30, I'm stopping. Uh, You you want to say anything before before I go into this quick ramble?
1: Well, I also have a little sound effect just to add a little pressure to you. Oh
0: Jesus. (laughs) Okay. All right. I'm going to count myself down. If you want to, here we go. Starting with the sprint. Three, two, one, Leclerc starts. He takes the lead at the start of the sprint. Magnussen is able to hold his position and hold off Perez for a couple of laps, but he ends up getting overtaken and gets a black and white flag for weaving on the straight. Alonso also gets the same warning a few laps later. Guan new crashes, causing a safety car. Carlos is able to make up a bunch of new, a bunch of places after his shitty qualifying. Ferrari looks great, but Verstappen is able to pass Charles with some amazing car control and signs passes Norris and perez is able to hold p4 but max wins that's it 30 seconds (laughs) all right you got it you got it
1: all right now for the big dog jesus okay The one minute Uh, race review brought to you by adrian huff of atlanta georgia close to atlanta georgia atl yes all right all right um yeah here we go all right
0: the emola gp race in 60 seconds here we go Three, two, one. We start with a wet race for now. Verstappen gets away very well and is able to keep his lead. Daniel Ricciardo spins out, signs on lap one, but just manages to recover. But unfortunately, signs is out of the GP and his weekend is over. Fernando and Lewis go wheel to wheel, but Alonso gets damaged and unfortunately DNFs after entering the pits. Leclerc, after a terrible start, is able to get back up into P3. George has some good racing with Magnussen and gets himself into P5 and eventually up into P4. Magnussen continues to fall back throughout the gp though he, he did not do very well in the race but he still got some points at the end they took a pretty long time to enable drs some people thought they waited too long but i'm sure there was a good reason lewis struggles and is unable to overtake Gasly, and eventually is lapped by max mercedes fans are in shambles acon was let into the pits too early or sorry let out of the pits too early and almost crashes into lewis even more bad luck leclerc spins out and uh drops down to P eight, but he's able to get back into P six. But Red Bull gets a one-two. 60 seconds. had a boy. Oh, uh, Jesus Christ.
1: <laughs> Got it. Good job. Oh uh,
0: gosh. I had I mean, to I, there was one not...
1: uncalled for shot in there, but uh, that's okay. Hey, it, it
0: was it was it wasn't necessarily a shot. It was just the apps, op- it was just truth because it was, it was the, facts. the subreddit was it, that that alone was in shambles. like oh my god when when max laughed lewis some of the comments i was reading on both sides were just really really unbelievable
1: yeah 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 all Uh, right so i want to get your thoughts on um well done first of all
0: thank you gosh yeah
1: and then uh, you've got miami i know i've got miami yes sir um so let's get i want to get your thoughts i want you to rate these drivers because online these it's pretty polarizing the first two, at least. Uh, so what is your thoughts on if I guess if you want to do one out of ten, give Charles Le- Leclerc a one out of ten for his drive or one whole, to ten
0: yeah. for the whole weekend?
1: No, just the their main race.
0: Oh, just the race. Oh, um, honestly, he's gonna get a six after the complete like master craft racing we've seen from him just really amazing amazing uh racing we've seen from him battling max uh it's surprising and i think the pressure might have gotten to him a little bit he specifically said that it wasn't the pressure but he just pushed too hard and he also i'll I'll say he gets a few points dropped as well because he wasn't in the lead the major at all he fell behind max at the start he got a bad start and then he was able to pass Perez briefly, but then Perez had the fresher tire after he came out of the pits right behind him and just was able to pass him. And then he hit the big fat sausage curb, which was just, I mean, watching that replay, he, he, I don't know if it was like a mistake. It was just, it was just a, a weird way to take that curb. You know, I've done that exact same thing in
1: formula one 2021 and it just, it never works. Yeah. No. <laughs> It's uh yeah it's a tough curve but I don't know I mean I'm, I have a few thoughts that I'll maybe get into a little bit later on Charles but yeah um, the next one I want to get your thoughts on Sir Lewis what was what is your one out of ten for him or one to ten for him <sighs> um he's getting the he's gonna just get middle of the road
0: a five not he he wasn't um I'm he would he didn't do anything wrong he but he also you know not even to his own fault, but just didn't really do anything all that impressive. But, you know, he was just in a tough spot. He was in the DRS train. He's he didn't have a very good start. Um just unfortunate mostly. Unfortunate luck. Cause at the start, George got a really lucky, really good exit on the start, but Lewis had to pull back actually to prevent hitting somebody, which made him drop back. Um just unfortunate. Like I, I take no pleasure in watching him struggle. Like, I mean that with total sincerity, I, I love Lewis. Uh, so yeah, not great. Yeah.
1: I can't give an unbiased opinion, so I'm not going to. Oh, my um, and then, um, sorry, something just call my attention threw me off. And then, uh, third one, Kevin Magnuson, cause he started the sprint, unbelievable quality, he started the sprint fourth and then he finished the reason ninth. So mm-hmm. what are your thoughts on that?
0: Um, you want another out of 10 rating? Yeah, I guess. Okay. Um, Kevin Magnuson, I'm going to say he's going to also get a six because he gave an incredible quality, really, really stellar job. But, and again, not even to his own fault, they put him on the hearts, but like why, why put him on the hearts? He, he. Especially in the sprint, it just cost him. I guess they or wait, was he on the mediums? No. I think he was he was on hard. He was on mediums. Point.
1: He was on mediums. I think I remember there's a quote that he said he was surprised everyone started on softs. So he was yeah. they were on softs okay. and he was on mediums, I guess. Yeah, he was on the mediums. So they 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 definitely did they screwed up his tire
0: strategy. I know they were thinking that the tires were gonna degrade quicker, but they didn't. And he just he couldn't. He couldn't hold the place and he got the black and white flag for weaving. It's just, you know, but still he got the points, you know, Haas couldn't get a single point last season. So I'm sure they weren't too disappointed, but it it was
1: their best quality finish ever. So we also know what Gunther would do for two points. He's made. Yes. He's made that clear. He backtracked Uh, on that, but we know know, what he meant, but we know what he said. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah, I don't obviously want to spend too much time on the sprint. Cause it's not the real, it's not the actual race, but any other thoughts? I mean, just quickly, my, uh, thought would just be that as opposed to last year, there were the sprints were kind of a bore other than Brazil, but that was only because the fastest car was starting from the back. So naturally mm-hmm. that's going to be, and this is just a God of racing. Yep. Um, so uh, I, I thought it was a lot more entertaining than like, in fact, you could make the case that the sprint races this year is more entertaining than at least the first half of the real race. Um, yeah, I think, I think it was good in my opinion. What do you think? I, I, yeah, I, 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 I agree with you. Yeah. Total agreeance. No yeah. disagreeing. Totally. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I like after last year it was sort of like, should they get rid of it? But I think this was a good first one. That's that shows, uh, at least I, I hope that it's here to stay. Cause it does add a layer and giving more points does like, look how much it affected the championship. Absolutely. Uh, standings, right.
0: I was even like last season I was I was on the fence leaning more towards like happy to have some variety but hmm. no more than 3 times a, in a season I think I'll I'll
1: stand by that but yeah it just improved from last season it was awesome it yeah, was the great cars cars being able to uh race closer together obviously it's, we've talked about that a lot but that's just unreal for the sprint because otherwise it's just a procession and exactly. they are able to use DRS so that was nice yep but,
0: and look at Carlos the amount okay. of amount of places he was able to make up in the sprint that would have been cool yeah he wouldn't have been able to do that he would have just gone started from p10 and who knows what would have happened i mean he in hindsight may have preferred that because he wouldn't
1: have been behind daniel or in front of daniel but still yeah i mean yeah we'll get into that in a minute um so race actual emiliana romagna grand prix at emila uh, the home of ferrari enzo ferrari the tracks named after him or the the race whatever so I'm gonna go through a couple of teams and uh, we'll discuss them, and then we'll give the uh, the rundown of the points and whatnot. So yes, first off, they deserve to be talked about first. Red Bull, unbelievable weekend for Red Bull, start to finish. Uh, Max got the Grand Slam. I think it's the first time, maybe ever, but the first time in a long time, at least, that we've had consecutive races where a driver got the Grand Slam. That and is wild. It's even more this week because Max had the sprint race as well. Um, so yeah, Max was a beast. Red Bull. Great, just everything from Checo to strategy to everything. Uh, mm-hmm. I think Max's quote that came out last week forty five is going to take him forty five races to catch Charles. Bullshit. Yeah, I think we can now dispel that as just a classic quote of F one driver or team underplaying themselves. No, um, yeah. It's... So yeah, Mister Red Bull. I guess you already gave your thoughts, <laughs> but any 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 other thoughts on uh, on the race for Red Bull? Really, really happy. Um,
0: you know, I. I am, uh, we've said it so many times, I am a Red Bull fan. I don't like Helmet Marco. I, you know, I'm not, I'm not doubting his racing ability or his knowledge or his career, anything like that. Just, I'm just purely speaking from the PR standpoint. He's very harsh. Mm -hmm. Um, I do have a little bit of a soft spot for Christian, but I also totally acknowledge his faults, but this was just a really, really great weekend. And where is Sergio's contract extension? Where is it? don't tell me he's getting removed from that seat at the end of the year because i'll tell you there's not a single driver that deserves it more i mean if sergio was to retire then yeah give it to give it to piastri or something but no keep perez lock him down for another two years because he has just filled that role so wonderfully like amazing amazing job pierre could never albon who is albon's driven brilliantly with the williams but
1: Sergio is who you need Sergio is one of the only drivers on the grid that loves being a second driver and that's not Mm -hmm. a any sort of slight Sergio because he was almost out of f1 exactly his contract after the last race a few years ago and he is exactly what you want in a second driver Mm -hmm. you don't need to go back to Abu Dhabi but that says it all and then this year like you can't ask for more from a second driver and a guy that just accepts that he's a second driver and loves it and like what a good life I mean i'm happy mm-hmm. with Chico. like just just good for him and yeah i don't really have much comment on the, the red bull side of things but um i think we should just move right on to the next team which is sure. ferrari, ferrari. Yeah. Wow. yeah wow i my
0: first immediate thoughts on ferrari is you know that that quote you said for max is that they would need like double the length of a season to catch yeah. up i we said we were like it's gonna take some time but like they will but like it seems like Gosh, it it just it needed to come together exactly like this for Red Bull to even like just God maximum points and poor Ferrari. Like I I feel for them and they always seem to fuck up their home GP, at least one of them. So it's unfortunately not surprising. We did, of course, see some just really, really good racing from that amazing car. Like the car is solid, you know, just Carlos making mistakes and Charles making mistakes because pit stop strategies the teams the teams the engineers they've been doing a stellar stellar job so it just it's unfortunate and charles and carlos are top tier drivers but the it 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 was costly mistakes this weekend so like it it is the gap is like dwindling quickly
1: yeah Yeah, all those people are those seasons over already uh you could not shut your mouth yeah Yeah, i I think signs is bad luck i mean he just signed the contract to external stretch extension and it was maybe so supposed to be like a reset on his season yeah um you know we've said like this is a could potentially be a career defining week for him one way or the other i don't mm-hmm. know if it i don't in hindsight that was a bit of an exaggeration but just such bad luck he had a bad weekend going into it for that he only has himself to blame but just mm-hmm. awful awful luck in the race like he probably would have gotten yeah. let's see he probably would have finished third maybe like, he would have been behind max and uh Checo, but he could have Gone past Lando or George for sure. Yeah. Uh, but just awful break getting like nothing, he did nothing wrong and just to get spun out in the first lap, of your home race. Uh top, top break. And then for Charles, like he's it's interesting because he's never every other time race he's been in in F1, he like he's being instructed like go for you're in third like do everything you can to get into second because it's worth the risk like why not you're you're far you're not going to win the championship in your your year so what go for it you know right but this year is the first time in his career really that he's had to pull back and in hindsight should have just accepted you know i'm getting third this race i'm i'm going to get third i'm just going to accept that i'm in third and unfortunately he didn't he tried to push for second and i think he would admit as such i think he did say he was a little too aggressive um but if you can take that as a learning moment that when you're fighting for a title champion, like a driver's championship, you just got to take the point Some You're not going to win every single race. It's never mm-hmm. been done. It never will be done. So you may as well, like if you have to accept third over second, like what's the difference between that two points, just, just take the third and it might be boring, but just do it. And if mm-hmm. you can learn that, then it's worth it. But tough way to learn it because. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah. Tough lesson, but it's necessary i mean carlos and charles both needed it um gosh because it, it's a damn shame because even you know rooting for max it's tough because just i mean the the ferrari is my favorite car on the grid without a doubt it is like i every time i see that car take a corner with like over the, the close-up where they just quickly follow it it is just it's magnificent to look at it honestly is and the sound it's just amazing but I don't know. It's there's I think as far as Car- Carlos goes, there's a there's a curse with contract extensions, because I'm pretty sure when Akon got his Alpine Alpine contract extension extension, excuse me, he also DNF. would So uh, I, and I think that's like a that's like a tradition for
1: some drivers just to bin it after they get the extension, just the oh, I don't, there's your answer to why Checo hasn't got his contract extension. Cause they yeah. don't want to risk. He's going to bend it the next race.
0: I should have done it in Bahrain. <laughs> yeah.
1: Just get it out of the way. I know. Uh, yeah. So unfortunately now it's time to talk about Mercedes and as I have a few talking points here, so obviously great weekend for George mm-hmm. awful the weekend for Lewis. Um, interesting thing. I saw just being discussed that I hadn't quite thought of myself was that Lewis is, and this isn't a slide on Lewis. I would never have any slide on Lewis, but he's been driving a championship leading like top of the line car that just quite frankly works quite well or extremely well for the last eight years plus whereas george has been driving at williams with let's say less than perfect cars he's been Mm -hmm. driving some shit cars and getting some extremely amazing performances out of them so like is george's time at williams that spending driving those shitty cars is that really paying off now that mercedes is kind of a middle of the pack car like it's the best car he's ever driven so like it almost makes sense that he's able to get more out of it right now than lewis because lewis kind of just like hadn't hasn't had to deal with this type of issue for the last eight years and yeah some people would say that's a slight on lewis but i don't it's not his fault
0: yeah i i i think that's a really smart observation actually i haven't thought of it that way but it makes total sense because george is i it's going to sound as a slight to Lewis, but again, you know, he's, his reputation precedes him, but it's pretty crazy. The results that George has been able to get, even though they've been obviously trashing the car, but I mean, he's been getting fifth, sixth, fourth, you know, pretty decent points. Like in Lewis, you know, he's barely, you know, he got out in Q1 uh, a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. Wait,
1: a couple weeks ago and that happened again this week,
0: right? Yeah. Well, you know, he barely squeezed into Q2. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, he just he, yeah. but they... it's just disappointing. And it makes total sense that George has had more experience in a car that has more issues and has um a lot of development that need that is needed throughout the year. So I know Mercedes has been saying they're gonna um bring some sort of upgrades, but Will that be for Miami? You know, it's yeah. Anytime now, the their porpoising is is pretty awful, and mm-hmm. uh, George was reporting you know neck pain or chest pain and back pain. Yeah. So, I'm, it's it's going to be interesting. Like, are they would they sacrifice the performance to get rid of porpoising? So, I, I don't know. Yeah,
1: it's, <laughs> it's uh. It's not great, and mm-hmm. uh, even Toto and, had a quote that. uh Let me just pull this exact quote up here. Certainly, <clears throat> when I see a car, I'm not going to do that the whole time because nobody will <laughs> understand what I say. <laughs> Certainly, when I see our car pounding around five seconds off the pace, you want to strangle yourself. <laughs> so this isn't going anywhere. George is having chest pains and back pains, and he's a young and shaped man. Lewis is just miles off the pace. Yeah. Toto wants to strangle himself. So it's not going it, well. No, it's, 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 <laughs> it's not. And
0: it's, it's gosh, I don't know. It's he it, also, I saw a comment that was like, obviously Lewis Hamilton is in tip top shape. Like one of the most fit athletes on the, the planet, but age is a thing, you know, he's almost in his forties. So, you have to think is the porpoising affecting his body harder than George's because George has, you know, he's younger, like a lot younger, obviously, but you know, that could, that's all just um, speculation. So who has any idea, but what did you think of that moment after the sprint that was that, that sort of awkward moment between Toto and Hamilton that the cameras caught? We didn't hear what was said, but
1: it, it looked tense. Yeah, it certainly looked tense. And Toto said it was nothing, but Lewis said that's going to stay, it's going to stay internal. So obviously it was something, Yeah. Uh, but yeah, not, not really what you want to see. I mean, I would imagine, and like, again, this is pure speculation. I would imagine it was something like Lewis walking by Toto and saying like, this is unacceptable. And then Toto maybe lashing back because there's thousands, there's a thousand people working every hard every day on that car. But I don't know. That's, again, pure speculation. Um, mm-hmm. Could have been Lewis being like, fuck you, I'm done. But I don't think it was that. But I mean, like, it could have been anything. Nobody knows. And we probably won't know till at least after the season. Mm-hmm. Unless Will Buxton wants to get in there and give us a nice explanation. But, I, uh, I feel yeah. for I feel
0: for Toto because it, it, it has to feel terrible. I mean, you know that Lewis started this season with so much drive. I mean, we talked about it in our first couple of episodes the motivation that he had and the just the sheer will that he was coming into the season with that has just been pummeled and you can see it it's it's not fun i i, I feel bad cuz i know toto wanted to give him a car that would just fucking destroy everybody else but it's not there and I'm sure Mercedes will get it done. They'll figure something out. They'll improve the car, but it's, will Lewis stay around? Will he stick around until that happens? Or do you think there's any chance
1: this is his last season? Um, no, not if it's, if this is the way it's going, he's no way he wants to go out like this, especially because right. I think like um you have to hold that hope as a Merck fan that by the end, at the end of the year, they're going to be, they're not going to be struggling like this. They're going to be the ones that are, I think that by the end of the year, they'll be winning races and they might have the best or second best or third best car and, they, mm-hmm. and they'll have an effect on the championship. So if that's the case as well, he's going to want to stick around to for sure or you know, finish started. But uh, yeah, I can't. I just hope it's not like this all season because that's going to be tough to watch. Yeah, for yeah. sure. I mean, Vettel and Alonzo are still going strong. Yeah. You know, this could be Seb's
0: last year. We don't know, but it i would definitely love to see him stick around i mean even if it's just like a, a, another year extension or two years like at the most that's okay give him give him give him more time because he's not even 40 yet he could easily still win another championship and i know he wants it you know um he wants to pass schumacher he because i can't you can't you can't even fathom how long that record could hold i mean it's possible verstappen could get that number in his career but i mean even then that's still like unfathomable like that's probably not going to happen like he could
1: hold that record forever so when you look at like the other drivers on the grid right now charles i mean lando put himself in that conversation now he's been there but he's up there george obviously is gonna have a long run ahead of him oscar Piastri's coming up like there's Mm -hmm. just so much amazing competition not that there always hasn't been but yeah it is tough to see someone winning that many titles but who knows max, if max is obviously the front runner um to do it but uh um i was gonna bring this up later but i think now is a good time to do it uh, even christian horner had a slip of the tongue about lewis hamilton that was complimentary ah uh, i saw this yeah so i'm just gonna read this quote to him i'm hoping you didn't see it, but i'm just gonna read this quote <clears throat> yeah christian horner obviously he lewis hamilton had a horrible weekend but he's still an eight-time world champion he told media when the journalists yeah. <laughs> so yeah i mean close didn't pick up on it he's a seven-time world champion but based on what happened <laughs> at abu dhabi he should have yeah. been an eight-time world champion so when the journalists reminded horner that lewis hadn't actually won the eighth title last year he quickly recovered covered himself and said it's seven i forgot nico Rosberg won one so oh, ah covered up right. by that but, hey, <laughs> yeah that's that's it <laughs> A good oh, yeah. profession for oh, uh, coming yeah. up with something, but yeah, that's that's quick. He could have that's usually quick. just been. Uh, I guess I would have been wrong too. I was going to say he could have just said that. Oh, I met constructors, but he uh, probably won more. He's probably won more than eight in his lifetime as constructor. Mm-hmm. So, right. Yeah. This but, is <laughs> funny. this is a little off topic, but since you're a
0: Mercedes fan, mm-hmm. I'm interested to get your opinion. I feel like he's a great commentator, but as a personality, what is your opinion on Nico? Because he was. To, to put it lightly, he was rough on Hamilton this week, bro.
1: Like, he did yeah. not hold back. Yeah, this is another thing I was going to mention later, and I'm glad you brought it up because I wanted to ask you as a non-Mercedes fan because <laughs> I think my question is funny or a dick? Because first he, I mean, all through the race, he was making comments about Hamilton, but mm-hmm. the two that stood out to me were they kept showing Hamilton approaching Gasly to try and pass. And then Nico Rosberg, oh, here comes Hamilton for the 20th time trying to pass Gasly, which that wasn't, that was like annoying, but it wasn't as bad. And then this other one, I pulled up the quote, so I don't mess it up. i me just wait for the yeah. webpage to load here. Um, so after the race, Lewis, uh, Toto came on the, uh, Toto, or was it, might have been Bono, one of the two came on and uh, yeah. basically apologized to Lewis for, uh, it was, was Toto, yeah. yeah. So Wolf jumped on Team Radio to apologize to Hamilton after the race. But Rosberg believes Russell's performance in finishing fourth paints a much bigger picture for Mercedes. Quote, here, Toto was playing the mental game, which is very smart on his behalf, taking the blame themselves and really trying to support Lewis, uh, lifting him up and saying that it wasn't Lewis's doing. It's on us. It's very smart because it's not quite the truth. And let's not forget that Russell is in P4 with that same car. So Lewis definitely had a big role to play in that poor result this weekend. So he just had to throw that in there on the broadcast. So thanks, Nico. Yeah. Um, what do you think about it? Cause I did not appreciate it. Um, He, so I think they had
0: him as a commentator um, a couple of times uh, over the last year, I feel like as a formula one commentator and I, I didn't, you didn't get this as much last season when Lewis was crushing, he's a great commentator. And obviously as a F one champ world champion, he brings so much insight. Like he, 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 he mentioned like a fact about the tires and like having to heat them up the first couple of laps. And that Mm -hmm. if you push too hard on your first out lap, when you change your tires that you'll cook them way faster. So you have to ease into it and then build up the heat. And I was like, I had no idea about that. What, what amazing insight from a commentator, but especially this season, he loves to take jabs at Lewis. It's obvious that he is still so like there's still so much I don't I don't know. There's just ten, not even tension. There's just some. There's something there between those guys, and obviously they had one of the most infamous rivalries in Formula One. Started as friends, ended it as enemies, and he retired as the winner because yeah. I mean he knew he he knew there's no way he would be able to win again because Lewis was gonna continue his domination, but you know. He, he 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 loves to remind people that he beat lewis to become mm-hmm. world champion I'll, I'll say it like that which you know credit where credit's due but mm-hmm. he loves Absolutely.
1: to remind people of that yeah and i mean in that year credit to him like he said the reason one of the reasons he retired because that it was he knew that the margin was so slim between him and lewis that he was doing like insane things like lo- trying to lose an extra like two three pounds before like just before the race because that might make the difference or like shaving right. every possible thing off the car or just like going to every single possible length. And he said it was just mentally, like beyond exhausting, always. Can't imagine trying to find every single little edge, like whether it's in the media or the car or everything. So he did it and then he retired, but yeah, it's like, I would understand more if he lost, like being a sore loser is a lot more understandable than being a sore winner. Like, I don't know, like it would come off better on him just to, I don't know, be a little more uh, understanding because he didn't win he didn't win like he won one championship so he would understand what it's like not to win a championship or not be mm-hmm. in the running for a championship but and i think his dad was an f1 driver as well so yeah but anyways that's uh that's as much as i want to talk about that for now let's move on to mclaren absolutely yeah i just i wanted to
0: hear your thoughts because you yeah, know I'm you're sure. you're a mercedes fan and he's mercedes alumni so yes yeah i know yeah I, yeah let's uh let's go into mclaren there's there's not a whole lot to talk about besides there's sort of like a balance between McLaren and it's swing like this after this weekend, they, they both qualified. Great. Like surprising. Surprising. Um, Yeah. But Daniel, gosh, he, and he's always done this. He always goes for a risky move and makes big, big mistakes. He did it at Red Bull, but it just seems to be costing him more because he's not in a car. That's good enough to put him in the top three. So, you know, when you're, Knocking out somebody in the midfields, it, it just doesn't look good. And all, and he was in the back of the pack for the rest of the race. So gosh, he was doing so good until, you know, then. So it's, it sucks, especially for signs. Cause I know he felt bad. I, I saw, um, there was a video of Daniel going into the Ferrari paddock. So I'm sure he just went in there and apologized. Um, So i feel for him but props to lando for getting podium you know obviously if charles hadn't crashed he wouldn't have gotten it but really really awesome really fucking awesome to see mclaren on the podium because i mean after the first two weeks we were both like you know
1: it it does not look good so it's they were in the situation that mercedes is in right now after the first week or two so maybe that i should take hope from that that if mclaren can do it mercedes can do it oh they're almost right up there like they're Yeah, after Bahrain especially, like they were looking like they could be sixth, seventh in the constructors, like for sure. But now they're like third. They're in points, they're fourth, oh fourth, but like they're the third fastest car right now. Mm -hmm. And uh, there was a video of the Lando's paddock singing a song to him. Uh, We'll put the actual video in, but here's the. that stuck in my head all weekend or since yeah since, uh, the end of the race It is just a podium good stuff
0: <laughs> yeah that's uh by the way you mentioned we this was like two episodes ago you asked about that we were talking about that q a he did on reddit yeah they posed they posted that video on on uh his for or his uh esports team website uh quadrant okay. they it's a great video they um Lando did a Reddit Q and a a couple of weeks ago and he posted his response online. So definitely give that a listen. It's, it's great. He, when Lando first came onto the scene and of course, you know, I was not watching formula one when he first started, uh, came into it pretty fresh, uh, right at the season after he started, but, um, gosh, uh, I forgot where I was leading, but he, I, I did not, think I didn't just I didn't care for him very much as far as like personality goes I, I just had of course you know you just judge a book by its cover but I just sort of thought he was like sort of a brat a little bit but you know watching a lot of the behind the scenes videos he just seems like such a cool dude and he's a really 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 great driver so I highly enjoy Lando Norris I loved his drive um this weekend so yeah props to him
1: and McLaren yeah yeah I think uh once sir lewis eventually does retire i hope i'm hoping that he'll move to mercedes uh because he's i think he's gonna be my next my next favorite but we shall see There's so there's a couple guys uh on the the rest of the grid not just the top four that i want to just give shout outs to because great drives between these guys so i'm going to list them and where they finished and then i want to get your opinion on which of these one two three four one two three four five guys had the best drive okay okay so we've got Valtteri Bottas. Your boy finishes yes. fifth. Fifth. Great drive from him. Yuki Sonoda, the poop man himself, <laughs> finishes seventh. Sebastian Vettel in the worst car, arguably, on the grid. Second worst car. Eighth. And his partner, I don't know, guys, Lance Stroll, Lance. finished tenth. <laughs> and then Alex Albon in the worst car on the grid. Finished 11th. Yep. Just, Just outside guys. of the points. Yeah. Which of those five guys do you think had the best drive? Uh, I'm going to say
0: Yuki because he had quite a he had some good overtakes and yeah P7 he's he's ahead of Pierre Gasly in yeah. the uh, the the drivers championship which is crazy I don't know what's been going on with Pierre uh, but he he's just not he, he I don't know if it's the new car but he is just not doing nearly as good as he was last season because he he was qualifying like on average like P6 every week so it's a little disappointing to see from him but props to yuki so yeah out of all those guys i would have to say him because he he did
1: great this weekend mm-hmm. yeah very honestly very impressive like i was surprised when i was writing down the points or the standings or results excuse me that yeah quote like, wow. he, he did this week. um yeah it's yeah. nice to see seb get some points too yeah. now every every team has a point at least yes. which is exactly. wild And that brings me to my trivia question. I, I don't know if you saw the answer to this already, but so now only two drivers have gotten a point in every race. There were four, but Lewis and someone else, maybe Alonzo. I don't know. Anyways, Lewis and someone else didn't get a point this week. So who are the two drivers on the grid that have gotten a point in every race this season? George. Yes. Charles. Yes. Oh, okay Bam, got it excellent yeah well, I'm interested to see how long that'll last yeah they George, uh, uh, uh yeah no sorry go ahead no I'd say George is very surprising actually that he's done it done that that's very impressive and then we almost lost Charles almost lost that this week so it was almost George Russell the only guy with points yep. in every race mm-hmm. <laughs> he's yeah. he's
0: been driving at really really insane mm-hmm. like and it's insane because you just think about the pressure of jumping into the second car next to lewis hamilton and then not only like meeting expectations but being the best driver on the team like Mm -hmm. i know he dropped in the constructors obviously but for gosh what are they like the fourth fifth maybe best car on the grid maybe tied for fourth like that's amazing
1: Mm -hmm. yeah okay so it brings us to. The fuck? what the, what was going on with the drs uh so it was that, lap 34 yeah. out of 63 that they turned it on i'm like i guess i mean it's, it, there is an explanation like it was kind of wet it, what there was rain in the air like it was potential that it could keep raining but the drivers were even like what, what's like turn on the drs i think yeah. seb was the only one that was level-headed like well i mean you can see both sides of it but danny was on the on the horn the whole time lewis was on the horn <laughs> uh even albon who was at the front of the drs train said he wished that they would have turned it on and like if they would have he would have got past like Geisley and lewis instantly like earlier in the race so for sure um so yeah i i don't know like what what were you thinking as you were watching because i was as a lewis fan obviously i was just like what what's going on here Like he can't pass like it's already such a hard track to pass because there's only one real place to pass it was frustrating, but it didn't, I guess in the end, once it did turn it on, it didn't really make that much of a difference. But mm-hmm. what did you think? I, I think they, you know, I'm sure
0: it was for safety. I, we don't see every single angle of the track. There could have been like, even if there's, I feel like even if there's still like one wet spot, like it's better to not take the risk, which makes for less interesting racing, but they got it back on with gosh, what, like 30 laps left, something yeah. like that. 32 laps. Um, 29. So I I understand, but I also can understand the driver's perspective, but it's all about safety. Um, interestingly though, you know, it didn't really, it may have actually fucked over Lewis getting stuck in the DRS train, but George had a pretty interesting overtake. I forget which corner it was, but it was not in the straight. It was at one of the corners and it was without DRS too. So he, he did, he had a really, really nice overtake. I believe it was on, Kevin Magnuson. Yeah. That
1: makes sense. Yeah.
0: He, yeah, it was just really, really great. And gosh, he overtook, um, who finished behind, uh, it was, was it Baltas? Baltas no, but yeah. 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 Cause there was, so. a point.
1: well, actually, I don't know if he passed Bottas ever because, yeah, Baltas, I remember was yeah, coming up no. on him and they were like, are we going to have a repeat of last year? Yeah, uh, no, he, cause he bought was behind him because, Snowden, I forgot, maybe
0: because it was Charles that fell back, which brought George up to P4, but yeah, mm-hmm. the, the turn I'm thinking of was Magnuson. He, okay. he had a really nice overtake on him. He's just, he's George is doing really nice racing too. He's mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of complaints that people are just already tired of his like PR like yeah. face, but <laughs> I think he's been doing great. It's been fun to watch him. And he, I mean, if, if, imagine if he was struggling as much as Lewis is, okay. Mercedes would be down with,
1: um, Haas like level almost yeah. or Alfa oh, yeah. Romeo. So, yeah, I was going to say, if you switch them to, it would be understandable that George was kind of struggling on a new team. For sure. And he's out, like, I, I have to admit, he's outperforming Lewis right now. Like, look at the standings and everything. Uh, like, you, there's a lot of luck that factors into that 100%. But, mm-hmm. like, He's at this point right now, he's been more impressive than Lewis this year, which brings me to while while George was having this incredible race, they just kept going back. The broadcast, every single lap for at least at least 20 laps in a row, they just go back to the straight every single time. Lewis, is Lewis going to make a move on Gasly? Oh, he can't make the move on Gasly. (laughs) Around they go again. Yeah. Lewis, I'm moving up on Gasly. He can't make move. I was like, you got to show something else at a certain point. Like as much as I love to watch Lewis's Jace, the, they just showed it every single time over and over. Yeah. It was like, he, even like Crofty at one point was, someone was like, Oh, is, is uh, Lewis going to make the pass? And the Croftie was like, well, we've been through this many times throughout this broadcast. And I can tell you, <laughs> he's not going to <laughs> No.
0: <laughs> yeah. I was, I was uh, on my own personal Reddit commenting a little bit, interacting in the, the live feed A lot of people were just bitching that the race was boring. I'm like, the race isn't boring. We're just, you know, we're only seeing, you know, this, we're only seeing Lewis footage, like unable to take overtake Gasly and someone replied, and They're like, oh, would you prefer watching Max race uninterrupted? I'm like, I don't know about prefer, but like, we want variety. Like we went like at least like 20 laps without seeing the front runners. And that's not necessarily just because Lewis is in the back and they want to focus on him. It's like they had that same problem last season too. When like, if, like if Max and Lewis were in one and two, but there was like an 11 second gap, we never saw them. Like if he, if the gap started to shrink, we maybe would see them for a minute, but we barely saw them. So yeah, there's a lot of problems with the broadcasting. I just hope they sort of just, just let's, let's get a little more variety. Like I understand showing focus, you know, there's a whole lot of moving parts, but like, just a little complaint because it did get a little stale.
1: Yeah, it almost reminded me of um, like when I watch golf, like Tiger Woods is my literally my favorite athlete in the world. But if like when Tiger Woods is playing, but he's not in contention, they'll still show every single one of his shots over like, the guys <laughs> that are in the lead. And it gets to a point yeah. where like, A, I don't want to see Tiger playing badly, like this is hurting my mm-hmm. feelings. And B, like, <laughs> I mean, you got to give respect to the other drivers. Like Bottas finished fifth, uh, Sonoda finished seventh, Battle finished eighth. Like, we didn't see, I don't remember seeing any of Vettel, Mm -hmm. like, where Vettel didn't start in eighth, so, like, how did he get up there? I didn't see any of that. Uh, Like, there was just so much, like, the most I saw of even, um, like, non-front drivers or Lewis and his pack was the coolest, kind of cool shot they had of, uh, when, unfortunately, Alonso went out, the... The car was just like it was like the logo got ripped right yep. off and it was just like they just had like chicken wire underneath it it was they're clearly trying to cut weight on the car because there was nothing underneath that just like, like mesh. logo. it was just they yeah, had like mesh so That's yeah that was, that was uh interesting uh anything mm-hmm. else on that before or the race in general because i want to get into a couple post-race things the only real thing
0: is just like yeah we, we i i don't remember seeing bottas or vettel like
1: at all yeah, it's a little disappointing stroll, like well i guess they should stroll. stroll a bit because he was at the front of the 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 RS train at, at one point but then he yeah. got a bit ahead yeah but, that like was towards yeah, the start and like magnuson got past a little bit but even yeah like those are the instead of focusing on there was the whole race that like, they could have moved up a bit a few spots and maybe focus on that mm-hmm. and, yeah maybe i'm just bitter well i haven't mean, but <laughs> it, yeah but it was acid martin's first points like show me sebastian yeah. vettel in the points especially in that car like Let's that was it. impressive um so then after the race, one of the, maybe the like the coolest behind the scenes moment we've gotten this year was the cool down room. Yeah. They brought it back, which yes. every, every F1 fan has been pining for those who uh, aren't familiar with the term. It's just basically the podium guys. And it used to be like, not even just the podium guys, but the they'd show like the whole basically locker room. But this time it was Max, Lando, and Sergio uh in the little like a, just basically a little waiting room between mm-hmm. for the race for them to it's called the cool down room for them to cool down but yeah but the three of them just kind of like watching a tv and talking and there were mic there was a mic somewhere in the room because they had to apologize for max swearing which it's gonna happen yeah. if he doesn't know he's mic'd up like mm-hmm. I mean I don't it didn't bother me that he swore like whatever it's maximum no. like he's yeah. a young kid whatever uh but that was so cool it's listening to their conversations getting to kind of see like a little bit of who they are and then the memes that came out of it because there was that tv screen right there mm-hmm. and like some of the memes <laughs> like unfortunately there was the one that like because uh, I think I don't know remember who tweeted out but it was like they just put like a green screen and I was like what what were they watching and then uh the one that I saw that got the most traction was like the the visual like max Verstappen 77 seconds over lewis the gap yeah think, but there was a few really really funny ones there's even someone that was just uh will buxton's face and then the the caption underneath like if you finish first you win the race <laughs> just like <laughs> the stupid stuff like people just watching drive to survive <laughs> yeah yeah or, just, or like uh charles spinning out like mm. just just the memes that came out of it were great but the the cool down room like just such a cool thing to hear like be it literally feel like you're a fly on the wall that's Mm -hmm. like the from the angle they use and the audio like it just you feel like you're a fly on the wall what did you think for sure yeah i've some of the best like
0: classic formula one clips from history have been from the cool down room and people have been wanting that to come back for years i i hope they keep it because it was awesome it's i mean any extra insight is gonna be really cool and i mean what's better than hearing like the pers- like hearing what just happened from the perspective of the guys that were in the cars i mean they're literally mm-hmm. like commentating watching their own footage so it's awesome it's so cool so hope it stays like i'm, I'm sure it won't
1: be every weekend but like right. let's let's keep let's let's keep bringing it back it's awesome yeah when it's not like a contentious finish it's nice because you don't as cool as it was we don't need to see uh, another nico throwing the hat at lewis or whatever that was yeah uh, yeah that exactly. would like that's one of those moments but um yeah just so oh, cool and man. one thing about max that i'll give him credit for like hearing him and charles talk i like, guess because they've grown up racing together the way like they will always just like be, like literally their hands are always like they're talking about like the turns and the, the tires and oh yeah like my tires on this turn and you got a mm-hmm. lot of really good insight just from listening to their conversations between the two like they're very open about what was going on in the race whereas last year like max and lewis it just wouldn't serve them well to be that open with each other but what's going on with their cars and all that right like, yeah it still hasn't turned into that um heated bitter. rivalry be it yeah. a better rivalry yet between charles and max and all it's going to take is one one of them to make a mistake on the other person and take him out of the race and it's probably going to happen at some point this year but at this moment it's kind of a cool spot to be in where like the two guys at the front are don't like they don't hate each other and they're pretty open with discussing like detail yeah. like in intimate details of their drive so that's pretty cool imagine if they had tried bringing it back one time last
0: season like in Brazil or something oh like the tension <laughs> that would have been amazing but yeah. yeah let's hope it stays uh i would love to see like a modern day equivalent of the nico hamilton like if, if a big incident had just happened and one driver got really really fucked over put him in the room let's see what happens
1: yeah, yeah let's do it um okay want to go our best worst hard soft yeah, absolutely. I can, I can start off if you'd like. All right. Give me your best moment of the weekend.
0: <sighs> the red bull one, two is my best moment of the weekend. Of course. Um, I've gone into that. I won't continue to go into that. Just really, really cool. The worst moment I will, I will ease up on Mercedes a little bit. They're not going to get my worst moment. My worst moment is going to be Daniel Ricardo spinning out Carlos Sainz. It was almost Zhou Guan Yu's crash because he had a really great. He, he qualified fourth in Q1. So that was like really impressive. But then his crash, that was really disappointing. But the worst moment was Daniel ruining signs weekend because you never, you, you have, we have no idea what could have happened. I mean, if Charles had had Carlos's backup, maybe he hadn't have spun out. Maybe it would have been Max, Charles, Sergio, um, Carlos. You know, we will, we'll never know. So that was just
1: big disappointment but what about you all right <clears throat> best moment of the weekend for me honestly the checkered flag like <laughs> <laughs> when it ended just it needed to end it was an awful awful weekend for a Nelson fan. like it was going to the weekend thinking like okay maybe maybe they've done some upgrades like maybe we're gonna be on the podium and then right from the start they only had one good like their final practice session they were whatever happened they were George was at like the top of the list of times but other than that especially for Lewis just one of the worst since I've gotten into f1 probably the worst mm-hmm. week oh, yeah other than the one he missed for COVID but like even that was interesting because he get to see George but yeah that's that's my unfortunately that's my best moment there's nothing I got nothing just the checkered flag get me out of here and then the worst was I had the exact same one uh yeah. signs stand up because I really do like Carlos Sainz um I want to see him and, you know, I want to see more than two people fighting for a title. I really want to see that it it would just add such an extra element uh, than just two guys having three or four would just be so cool to see. And I feel so bad for him because he did nothing wrong. He didn't have a good weekend, but it's during the actual race, like he made up for it in the sprint a little bit. And then during the actual race, just first lap gets spun out. That's tough to see. Yeah. So yeah, harder, hard driver and soft driver. Let's do it.
0: Oh man. Jeez. My hard is going to Max for sure. Mega Drive. My soft, once again, gonna spare you. It's gonna go to Charles. You done fucked up, bud. Mm-hmm. You should have you should have stayed level-headed, taken your P3 and minimized the damage. That's what uh that's what a world champion would have done. But you know, he's still. He still was able to get points, but just that 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 Charles getting that sort of lumps in Ferrari's terrible weekend, all encompassing of that. So who gets your hard
1: and your soft awards this week? Yeah, so Lando gets my hard. Um, unbelievable yes. to get a podium. And as I said earlier, I think he is creeping up on that territory now of the Verstappen, so Leclerc, Clerics. Obviously not Lewis because he's older and he's already like won titles, but Max has won one. But... In terms of the future of f1 we're in a great spot with those those three and if you want to add george into that those four core four young drivers that they're going to be battling for the next 15 years it looks like so oh yeah that's uh really cool to see lando especially with the start and just to see his personality come out as we discussed earlier as well like i really really like lando he's just like he's a cool guy he's pretty down to earth he yes. also does a lot of like esports stuff so you get to see him do like playing the f1 video game a lot absolutely um, and golf Yes, he's a golfer too. Him and Carlos love the mm-hmm. golf, which is another reason I like Carlos. But yeah, so soft is same with you. It Goes to Charles. I mean, it's tough to say because his. I don't know. I've seen split opinions on this. Like on one hand, it's Ferrari's home race, and they were pushing him, like push for second, push for second. On the other hand, he was the one that made the mistake and spun out and cost himself points that could, at the end of the season, be extremely, extremely important. Um, but who's like. Do you think if it wasn't uh, Ferrari's home race, would they have pushed him as hard to go for second or quite frankly, is it not incumbent on the team? Like they they should be pushing their driver to go for the next spot. Mm-hmm. It's more incumbent on the driver to know how hard they can push. Like, yeah, they're going to push him to go for second because they want more points, you know? right? Like, what do you think? Is it because it was their home race, they pushed for second. And then they would have usually just been like, no, 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 stay, just, just keep third or was it on fully on Charles? I think it may have, the home race may have put more pressure on Charles, but
0: I think the team would have pushed him to do that regardless. Cause as valuable as the points are, I mean, and they know the car they have. If Charles had really, really kept it together and just like kept his head down and really had a focused drive, he could have easily caught Sergio, especially cause they had like, what was it? Three laps left. Like could have easily made up, um, like six or eight tenths to catch up to him and get in the DRS. So, I don't know. I have yeah. no
1: idea. Well, There was we'll that one moment know. with Perez when he went through the grass on mm-hmm. turn two. And if there yeah. would have been DRS at that moment, Charles would have passed him, no problem. Yep. So, I saw some Ferrari fans being like, where? that was when they freaked out. Like, where is the DRS? <laughs> where is it? <laughs> uh, but, but, yeah, I mean, that's everyone went through the same stuff. But, yeah, that was a uh, interesting little moment. When Char- uh, Sergio just missed turn two and just went cost the grass luckily just was okay though like that is a tough turn so he was luckily okay um so yeah um two 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 let's do i'm just gonna go through the uh the now the updated drivers and constructors um if you want to pull it up as well you can go through one of them which do you want to do you want to do drivers or constructors actually i'll do Um, drivers so you can pull up constructors yeah i got that right right here okay so drivers first place charles leclerc still 86 points he is up by 27 points, unless my math is wrong, because Max Verstappen is now up to second. He was in, what, fourth, fifth, sixth before? He was down there. He was below hey, Lewis down. Right? So he's at 59, because he got 34 points this week. Unreal. Um, 25 plus the fastest lap, plus the eight from the sprint. Uh, so then third, Perez, uh, 54, just behind Max. And then Russell, impressively, fourth, uh, 49. So that two to four is pretty close. Fifth, Carlos Sainz, disappointing, thirty-eight points. Sixth, Lando Norris, thirty-five points, good for him. Seventh, Sir Lewis, unfortunately, he only has twenty-eight points. And then right behind him, his old teammate, Valtteri Bottas, <laughs> only four <laughs> points behind Lewis. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, ninth, Alcon with twenty. Then running up the top ten, we have Kevin Magnussen, impressive. He's got fifteen points. Danny Ricardo is down in eleventh. And then very interesting, we kind of alluded to it earlier, but twelfth, Yuki Tsunoda with ten points, and thirteenth. Pierre Gasly six points, so Yuki Tsunoda is ahead of Pierre Gasly going into the season. I was on the, I was totally on the Pierre Gasly train. Like he's, mm-hmm. yep, up and coming. I had him almost in that category that I was talking about earlier. Like he was on the yeah. precipice of potentially getting into that category of next best, like in that core of young great drivers. Um, still too early to rule him out. But then we have Seb. Seb had a good weekend. He's in 14th, four points. 15th Alonso, two points. And then we have three guys tied with one point: Joe uh, Guan Yu, Alex Albon. Uh, Lance Stroll and Mick Schumacher has zero points and then Nico Hulkenberg is still in 20th place ahead of Nicholas Latifi yes I'm seeing
0: that right now what the fuck dude man Man, that's That's embarrassing that is tough so let's go on to the constructors yes uh real quick a couple of noteworthy uh noteworthy like point differences it's going to be interesting. If I, I definitely think Carlos is going to pass Russell. It's inevitable. It's just a matter of if George is going to be able to hold fifth. It's going to be an interesting dynamic between fifth, sixth, and seventh between Carlos or sorry Russell, Norris, Hamilton, and with there only being four points difference
1: between Bottas and Hamilton. Yeah, There's if he gets bats. ahead of there is yeah. if, if he third and fourth between Perez and Signs like if Signs yes, can pull it together. Oh my gosh.
0: Perez has Perez is only five points behind max right now though with yeah with,
1: which is insane because max has two wins mm-hmm. but i mean you just need a little bit more tightening and it could be such an unbelievable drivers race like looks dude, like yes. instructors is going to be a one-two race mm-hmm. which is fine like as long as it's first, sure. i'm happy with that but the drivers could be so fascinating if i for if like ferrari's gap kind of goes down a bit Mm-hmm. I don't really want it to, because I want—I don't want Max to win again. But right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyways, no. so do you want to go do the constructors? Sure. Yeah. It,
0: It's—it is crazy though that Gasly is so far back, and it's what the—the the last thing I'll say for the drivers is that it's—it's—it's it's, it's unbelievable that Fernando Alonso only has two points, considering how good he's been driving. He's had two DNFs, mm-hmm. and and it's just—he should be—he should be in or near the top 10 it's just yeah really really bad luck but that's Mm -hmm. just fernando alonso okay constructors i'm gonna run through this in first place ferrari with 124 points second place is red bull with 113 there's only 11 point difference which is mad it's definitely going to be a one-two race third mercedes 77 behind the mclaren with 46 Will McLaren be able to bridge that gap? Are we going to get a P3 battle between Mercedes and McLaren? That's going to be interesting. That'd be cool. Um, surprisingly, Alfa Romeo is in P5 with 25 points, thanks to Bottas, who has just yeah. driven amazing. Been great. Right behind them, three points behind them with 22 points is Alpine in P6. 20 of those points are from Acon, so props to him. Seventh is Alfa Tauri with 16 and then one point behind Alpha Tower is Haas, so it's very likely that Haas is going to be in seventh place. So that's exciting for them if they are even able to. I mean, you you, you never know. I mean, they're only ten points behind fifth place, which is crazy, yeah, and they could get all the way up to fifth. They, oh,
1: dude, they definitely could. Which I'm hoping could, Mick gets some points. Like,
0: oh my god, yes! I yeah. Mick has to get some points this season. There's actually a really interesting video. On the formula one subreddit comparing um mick and um kevin's um quality t- laps just seeing how they are both how differently they drive in their car setups it's it's really fascinating so highly recommend that but yeah. uh f- eighth place is haas with 15 and then in ninth aston martin with five points uh, they got all five of those points this week and then williams with that one point from albon so we've got a lot of interesting battles coming up Mm -hmm. but uh the drivers is definitely a lot more interesting than the constructors
1: yeah i think like for me at least as a fan like i'm just in general way more interested in the drivers like for the teams the constructors that's where they get their money from so Mm -hmm. they care a lot about that obviously but like yeah if it comes down to the final few races between ferrari and red bull i'm gonna be rooting for ferrari but I, like, for example, last year, I didn't really give two shits that Mercedes, one of the constructors. I just wanted Lewis to win. Right. Um, and this, like, yeah, I think as a fan, it's we're definitely more inclined to go for the drivers. The one thing on Haas I'd be interested to see um, is because Magnussen is definitely a performing Schumacher. Oh, so, yeah. yeah. I'd be interested to see the difference this year between uh, Magnussen and Mick Schumacher compared to the difference last year between Mick Schumacher and Mazepin. True. You know I'm saying? Like to see yeah. how big, like I would hope that the gap was bigger between Mick and Nikita than it is between Kevin and Mick. Mm-hmm. If you're following me. Yeah. But, uh, if, but it'd be interesting to see those numbers.
0: It would. And I mean, really the only person that has to lose from that is Mazepin because <laughs> if, if the gap between Mick and Mazepin is bigger than Mick and Kevin, that is just embarrassing. <laughs> What's also embarrassing is Latifi has sort of become the new Mazepin. He's behind Nico. Yes, dude. It's like yeah. Mazepin was behind Robert Kubica last year. It's like, dude, what how how are you in a Formula 1 seat? Um, I know we're going to wrap up soon, but there's been some there's been some rumors that Oscar Piastri is wanted by Williams to replace Latifi. So we could have or replace Albon. If they decide to keep latifi which i don't think would be smart but please don't yeah potentially we could have albon and piastri in williams next season but there's also been rumors that he could also replace vettel if he retires this season so totally possible he could be in an f1 seat next year and i'm sure with piastri comes a lot of sponsors so i really hope williams considers that no no hate against latifi but he doesn't deserve his seat sorry
1: yeah no i i can't like look what Albon's doing he's he's getting a lot out of that car and the tp's had his he's had his chance like Mm -hmm. he deserves to sadly yeah unfortunately i'd like to see a canadian perform well on the grid but it's just not him yeah unfortunately um, yeah so before we wrap up the next race is back in the u.s of a miami makes its debut on the f calendar let's I go to put like the dun, 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 underneath this clip but yeah May eighth, we got 3 30 p.m 3, 3 30 p.m lights out which is i mean yes let's go i can be mm-hmm. literally i can be drinking ahead of that race so that's oh be, yeah 3 30 yeah Ooh, that's oh perfect. buddy we're gonna be drunk recording that one <laughs> oh, okay with that yeah i mean it won't be the first time mm-hmm. and then um uh we had some uh details come out on f1 2022 excellent yes we did yes so we had a trailer and then i'm just going to go through briefly uh do, 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 do. so it comes out on july 1st and i'm just gonna read this quick alongside this year's new regulation to f1 cars supercars will also be drivable which i'm not sure i saw that that was removed but anyway yeah part of a feature called F1 Life, in which players will also be able to get clothes and accessories and supercars. You can then race your earned supercars against other drivers in the all-new Pirelli Hot Laps mode. Another unexpected, although much-asked-for feature is VR Virtual Reality. That's cool. That's only on the PC version of the game. Uh, cool. In addition to new cars and circuits, F1 2022 will also have the updated track layouts for Australia, Spain, and Abu Dhabi. Uh, Abu Dhabi. Uh, sprint races oh. will also make their official debut in the formula one game alongside career mode changes including updated practice programs and the ability to change your team's starting budget in my team career mode finally there's also adaptive ai which is designed to keep less experienced players competitive throughout each race as the ai racers will be tailored to match the players skill level That's sounds pretty good. yeah i mean yeah that sounds awesome enough to appease me because last week we were Sorry, I have to get some of the camera. Uh last week we were pretty harsh on the upcoming game. So I mean mm-hmm. I've already within one week, they got me back on board.
0: Yeah. I if if what you're saying uh is what I'm thinking, it sounds like they're doing away with like difficulties, or maybe you can like turn it on towards just adaptive. It sure. would be really cool if it's like I mean, if if you're like if the drivers are on like what the game considers like 70 AI and you're Flying past them. They're like, all right, let's turn up the heat a little bit. Let's kick yeah. up the speed. So that's cool with me. I'm I'm very excited for that. But that's going to be interesting how you can compare because then how do you compare skill level like online? You know, it's like, yeah. oh, I I won every single race in my constructors. It's like, well, were you playing on 50 AI or are you playing on 90 AI? You know,
1: so I'm excited, though. I'm 100% picking that shit up. Yeah, I do hope the adaptive guys, like I said, because I've played other games where you don't control necessarily what the difficulty is it or you have the ability, I think it's like MLB games do this, where it changes the difficulty based on how you're doing. So if you're playing an MLB game and you're getting, if you get 10 hits in a row, like they're going to up it. So you're not doing that. Yeah. Right. Um, And you have the ability to take the turn that off. But I like the idea that you don't have to, because one thing in this game is every track, every, like, no matter what difficulty you're on, no matter what part of your career you're on, like. I'm always having to tinker with the difficulty because certain tracks I win by 20 seconds and certain tracks I'm dead last or whatever, you yeah. know? So it's, it would be kind of cool just to have that adaptive AI. And also with the, the cars themselves. I mean, they're a little bit better this year, but still it's, um, in the game, a lot of times they they'll, they just drive on rails, basically. Like mm-hmm. they'll run right into the back of you. If, if you're going a little bit slower and, and you're in there driving line basically um and or they'll just back up like one behind another and do it like a turn one type situation and you can just cut on the inside or outside and go from 16th to eighth in one turn because they're all just in a procession like so there's a few things that i'm hoping they fix with ai and then i'm interested to see this f1 life thing i don't know how much time i'll spend on that but i'll give it a shot and then any changes to career mode that are going to improve that i'm happy with the practice programs needed to be updated so i'm happy with that and yeah, I mean, new, new cars, new regulations, graphics obviously be a little bit better. not that they're not great anyways. Mm-hmm. For anyone that has an Oculus, like how sick would it be to do a virtual reality? I don't know how you're going to do that. You have the Oculus on and then what, you got a little, like a steering wheel or something like.
0: Yeah. But my, fer- my friend has both of those.
1: So yeah. I'm going to go do that at his yeah, house. <laughs> One day we're going to have a, a harder soft podcast studio. With whatever, our own simulator. And we're going to have a simulator. We're gonna Fuck a, yeah. We're gonna have at it all. It's going to be sick absolutely okay, yeah. one day we'll get to that um yeah i mean anything else you wanted to get to mention on that i don't think so
0: My, i think i hope that the f1 life thing is not riddled with like microtransactions yeah. but hopefully ea brings some needed resources to that series but i'm
1: excited yes i'm quite excited july 1st so we got yes she's up to we have we got the other game coming out around then as well um i mentioned the next race is miami uh, the year was a Lewis Hamilton documentary that came out on Apple TV, Friday 22nd. Um, so we're going to do, we obviously have tons of stuff t- that we talked about this week, so we didn't want to cram it in and just yeah, not do yeah. justice. So we'll do that next week. We have a couple topics already that we're going to get to next week. Um, for sure. But yeah, I mean, anything else you want to add before you just, uh, plug our socials and get on out of here. Um, I have not seen the documentary
0: yet, no, but I I'm h- highly looking forward to it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at HarderSoftF1, and you can listen or watch the podcast HarderSoftF1 podcast on YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Thank you all so much for listening. Make sure to rate us five stars, share, check out our socials, do whatever you can to help out the show. We appreciate it so,
1: so much. Thank you all for listening. One last point for me. Yes, <clears throat> absolutely. I just wanted to reiterate: said something earlier in the podcast. We're still here and we will rise. Mercedes, right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Mercedes, Mercedes
0: <laughs> will rise. <laughs> yeah, Mercedes. I believe it. I believe it 100%. Right. Your redemption is coming. <laughs> yeah. All right. That's it for me. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> absolutely. Thank you, guys. We'll see you next week. Have a good one. Peace out.